Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Upping your football knowledge. Class is now in session. Great show for you today. I'm going to have my man Sam Darnold, projected number one overall draft pick on the show, only here on Grad School. You know, it's funny. I, I got to travel out to Sam Darnold's Pro Day, and then I hit Josh Allen's on Friday, and earlier in the week I was at Logan Woodside's in Toledo. I want to get to see these guys in person. I watched their film. I'm trying to get to break them down a little bit. I think they're all doing a tremendous job. They each bring different attributes to each team that they'll they'll get drafted to. Um, And I was impressed with the things I saw with Darnold. As we all know, we saw him slinging in the rain uh, without throwing at the combine. We'll talk about that. Talk about the draft uh, uh, process and what he started doing after college. And it's going to be interesting to hear, though, too, what he was good at in high school uh, that had me kind of intrigued. But a lot of good stuff. So I go out to L.A. Um, it was a good time. Got to see him. I was actually went to a restaurant with a buddy of mine. And we're sitting there at the bar eating. And who, who do we see? We see, uh, what's his name, Jaden Smith. That's Will Smith's son, right? Yeah, he walks in having a drink. I mean, on, only in Hollywood, right? So uh, it was pretty cool to get out there. Um, you know, then I come come back to Toledo, Ohio. Crazy town, Toledo. And uh, just enjoying it, though. But getting to travel around, watch watch these young men as they prepare for the NFL draft. And then we'll start getting into to the NFL teams and the moves and what they have going on. And grad school brought to you by Social Gastro Pub here in Toledo, Ohio. And Pilgrimage Hospice in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, exciting stuff. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I want to get my main man, Sam Darnold, on the show. Welcome back to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski podcast. I'm honored uh, to have my man join me, the number one QB in the draft. From my perspective, Sam Darnold. Sam, thanks for joining me. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on. You know what? Everyone's talking about football and they're hyping it up, but the thing I'm interested in, I hear you're a pretty good hooper. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can hoop a little bit. That's what, you know, some people tell me I can hoop, and, you know, I uh, sometimes, you know, not recently because I don't want to get hurt, but uh, sometimes I can get out on the court and show my stuff a little bit. But, uh, yeah, in high school, I had a pretty solid career. Um, I actually didn't leave USC early, um, so I didn't enroll in the spring so I could play another year in hoops. So, um, <laughs> That's yeah, what so I, I love. ended up playing my, yeah, so I ended up playing my, my senior year in high school, um, ended up, you know, winning a league championship and, uh, doing some cool, stu- cool, uh, stuff there. But I mean, we lost, we lost in the uh, quarterfinals and it came down to it. I mean, we were down five and with 20 seconds left, I was able to hit a three. Um, we were down two, we fouled a guy. And, you know, he misses the front end of a one-on-one. And we have, like, 10 seconds. Our coach calls timeout. Draws up a perfect play. I get a money shot, you know, 15 feet away. Yeah. Nice, easy jumper. Send it send it to overtime. And just short-arm it. Totally <laughs> short-arm it. Not, not much at all. And we ended up losing that game. But, um, no, it was awesome to be able to play with my with my buddies one last time. And I think it, I think it worked out for the best. <laughs> Well, it's funny, man, and that that's just you to T, just a humble guy. I think you're the only one that would miss or admit that you short armed a jumper. Uh, a lot of guys, yeah. a lot of guys would try to blame it on something else, but 
That's what I've I've yeah. loved about you, like try, just getting to know you a little bit, but learn about you. Um, you're a man's man, you know. You got your buddies. Yeah. You enjoy that stuff with friends. Now, your your high school coach, though, so he was sending out your basketball film to college coaches for football. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that was really the only film I had. I mean, I had a couple games in my sophomore year playing quarterback, and then my junior year I played two games, um, and then I ended up getting hurt in the third. Um, ended up breaking my foot. I was out for the season my junior year. So, um, of course, as we know, as quarterbacks, that's that's kind of a year to get recruited, um, really right. in any position. Um, so, I mean, I just, you know, I, I did what I could with the film that I had, but, you know, my coach had to send out my basketball tape, show the athlete that I was. Um, and then I also had to go to a bunch of camps and that's where I met, you know, some of the people who have had the biggest impact in my life so far, um, at elite 11, you know, so guys like coach Dilfer, uh, obviously Jordan, Jordan Palmer, um, and Yogi, guys like Yogi Roth, Michael Gervais. Yeah. Um, Brian Stump, Joey Roberts, all these guys um, that I met through Elite 11. Um, and, you know, if I played my junior year, um, who knows if I would have even been going to those camps, I probably would have been playing, you know, summer league hoops. So <laughs> right. um, it was just it was just kind of, you know, I, I like to say, and my whole family likes to say, everything happens for a reason. Um, and I think me breaking my foot showed – you know, it showed me that not everything's going to be perfect and everyone's going to have to go through adversity. Um, but at the same time, you know, it showed, showed myself that, um, you know, I guess just everything ha- happens for a reason. I truly believe that, and my family believes it as well. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm the same way. You know, when I was getting recruited coming out of high school, same thing. I didn't have many big-time recruits. Toledo was recruiting me to walk on until yeah. they – they came and watched the hoop game of mine. You know, hey, Sam, I could hoop myself a little bit, all right? And, uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit, you know, averaging 25 right. a game. You know, I like it. Oh, go, there you go. It goes up a couple all points right. every year, you know. But yeah. And then Toledo offered me after they came to see me. So you're right. Once they see that athleticism, college coaches, and I can see that on the football field. I mean, the way you move in the pocket, the way you can extend plays and keep your eyes downfield, it's like a fast break. So you can always tell when guys are athletic and good basketball players. Right, yeah, and I think I think it has a lot to do with it. I mean, it's you know, some of the movements are different, but even just growing up playing baseball, playing playing basketball, playing uh, football obviously, I mean just playing different sports and being able to get used to different movements. Um, whenever you're called upon to make a certain movement and and I'm sure you can attest to this, in, you know, the NFL or in college, um, that you know, you can't you can't really drill up. You can't you can't coach, um, and I think that's something that I possess. I think I'm, I'm able to kind of get into out of some situations, um, and again, that's sometimes that can be my Achilles heel is thinking that I can get out of a situation when you know the best play is really to just ground the ball at someone's at uh, the receiver's feet or just throw it away. You know, and uh, sometimes I can get myself into trouble, but you know, for the most part, I believe that. You know, I have a special talent there when it comes to kind of avoiding avoiding uh, pressure and being able to make a play. But I, I got to learn, you know, as I kind of progress, especially at the next level where guys are way more athletic than I am uh, coming after me that, you know, just when to get rid of the ball and when to, you know, you know, just say, hey, you know, a punt's okay in this situation. So Yeah, no, and you'll learn that as you continue to grow with more experience, more playing time. And I know – 
you probably don't want to hear this, so you could put earmuffs on, but you remind me of a guy that I've played with and I finished my career with in Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger. I think mm-hmm. Ben was just a winner. You know, things didn't always look pretty, but he found a way to make a play. He never he never seemed rattled. He was always poised on the sideline. We I'd be talking to him on the sideline. He's thrown three picks in the first half. And he talks the same way as if he threw six touchdown passes that game. And you remind me of him. And look, he's not going to yeah. run away from guys, but he's able to buy time within the pocket, extend plays, have that poise about him, and make that play. And when I watched, you know, your Penn State game from the Rose Bowl, I saw that, that, you know, it started off not probably as you would want it to, but that doesn't mean anything, man. It's a long football game, and the way you came oh, back – it was awesome to watch. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I think that's a great comparison. Uh, no, I didn't need to put the earmuffs on for that one. That's uh, <laughs> uh, awesome, I, and I appreciate the compliments. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think just like Big Ben, you know, sometimes I can get myself into trouble. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely think there's a fine line that I need to understand. But at the same time, and this is something that the USC coaches talked to me a lot about, was just continuing to to be myself and they didn't want to overcoach me. They just wanted to give me the play, show me how to read it. Um, and then if something breaks down, be able to feel free, feel free to do what I wanted to do. Um, but be smart. And I think, you know, whether it's me, whether it's a guy like Aaron Rodgers, whether it's, you know, Josh Allen, um, Logan Woodside, even, I know you know him pretty well. Yeah. Um, guys who can, guys who can kind of create, um, there's a there's a fine line between being able to create and be able to throw the ball away, but as a coach, I feel like if you tell a guy like that that you know you have to throw the ball away in this certain situation and you kind of handicap him, it can you know be a detriment to the team. Um, but I think you know some coaches are really good at that, and then some coaches um, you know kind of tell the players, hey, you know you need to do this in this certain situation and. Um, I mean, what's, I, I wanted to actually get your opinion on that. Um, what's the best way to coach a guy who, in your opinion, is can kind of make plays but is also, you know, at, at times, um, because of that playmaking ability, a little bit reckless? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as a coach, you have to know just like they did. like, And that's why Todd Haley, man, I know he's in Cleveland sitting there with the first pick, but what he did with Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh – you know, you're going to live and die with the way Ben plays. You know, and, and when it comes down to that last play like it did against the Patriots in the regular season, and Ben thought he threw a touchdown pass, it got, called it incomplete, two play, or next two plays later he throws an interception, you're going to want the ball in Ben's hands in those situations. You know, so coaches are going to, you know, stress to, to protect the football, make the right decisions, and continue to coach you, but... You can't handicap a guy like yourself. You have to let him go make plays and be the player he is. And honestly, and, and if it works out how it could or should, and if you're with Todd Haley and them, I think Todd Haley understands that. He's been, he was a coach I was around that appreciated to be aggressive downfield. Um, and, and sometimes when you're with a coach that makes you feel like an interception is the worst thing in the world, you can play tentative. But you always have to mm-hmm. – you just have to have confidence in your ability and you're a very poised young man for, what, only being 20 years old right now. So as you continue to grow and learn, at the end of the day, 
You focus on what you can control and you be the player you are and understand, no, we're not all going to play perfect. You're not going to play perfect games, but you know you're going to put the work in. You're going to work hard. You're going to be a good teammate, good leader. So most of the time, good things are going to happen when you have a player like yourself. Right. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And then, I mean, you talked about um, Dilfer, Jordan Palmer. I think Jordan Palmer, what he's doing with young quarterbacks, you and Josh Allen this offseason, it's great to see because I played with Jordan – Um, I played against him in college a little bit, and then we played together with the Cincinnati Bengals. And he was always, he loved learning and talking to coaches, defensive coaches, offensive coaches. So to see him pass that knowledge on to you guys is pretty cool. What was your focus? Like right after college and you started working with Jordan, what did you really want to focus on, or what did Jordan kind of really start talking to you guys about? Right. So, so we break what we did was we broke it down into three categories. It's physically, mentally, and emotionally, uh, how we want to get better. And for me, physically, I, I just really needed to work on bringing my hips through. Um, working on my hips, which was, you know, I did a great job with that. Um, or I should say Ryan Flaherty and um, Drew Marcos did a great job with that. My, my physical therapist and my trainer, um, they did a great job, you know, opening up my hips, getting them stronger, all that stuff. And then me and Jordan were able to just kind of talk about it um, because it was interesting. I know, obviously, you mentioned being in Cincinnati. Um, you know, having having Carson there, he always talks about um, how me and Carson kind of have the same um, hip delivery, I guess you could say, um, yeah. in terms of not, not really being able to open our hips up and using a lot of arm and a lot of core. Right. Um, so I think, I think, you know, with him knowing Carson's um, – I guess, inability to really open his hips up. Um, he's really stressed that to me is, man, if you can, if you can do this and take the stress off your arm, you might be able to play, you know, two or three more years, which in your case or in Carson's case might mean, you know, a lot more money. So, um, so it's just, it's those little things being able to open up my hips more and learning how to fire them. That's what we worked on on the physical, physical side. Um, and then mentally just getting on the board. I mean, there's, there's so much stuff that's different. Um, from college, stuff that I haven't learned in college that's um, just different in the NFL. I mean, I might have learned the same stuff in college, but I, I need to, you know, learn a whole new language. And um, I think that was that might have been, you know, kind of my the hardest part for me this off season. But I definitely think I grew a lot um, in regards to that. And I think Jordan um, really, really helped with that. Um, and then, you know, we were able to talk with you know, guys like Philip Rivers and I know Deshaun Watson came down for a couple of days and we were able to talk to him and um, the short career that he's had so far, just one year in the NFL and how much he's learned. Um, so it's just, it's, it's little things like that. Just talking to guys who have been there, who have done that. Um, and then a guy like Jordan, who's there to kind of guide you throughout the whole, whole thing. It's, it's pretty awesome. Me, me, Josh and Kyle Allen, who was also there with us. Um, we talk about it a lot, just, how fortunate we are to have the coaching that we have in Jordan, um, right, right. and how and how and how willing he is to you know be able to talk to us on a daily basis. And you know he you know he would say that um, he learns just as just as much, if not more, from us than we learn from him. Um, so I mean, he wants to learn, like you just said, he wants to continue to learn and get better from us. Um, and he wants to learn how to coach, and he wants to do it for a while. I think so. Um, you know, he's just, he's an awesome coach. And then 
the last one's emotionally, um, just making sure we're checked in, um, kind of goes along with mentally, but, um, just really, you know, locking into our bodies and locking into who we are as people. Um, really, you know, I just told you before we got on this, uh, podcast, um, how I, how I did a little, a little bit of yoga today and just, just doing stuff like that and really taking care of our bodies and, making sure there's, you know, 10, 15 minutes that we have throughout the day to just, you know, put our phones away and really check into ourselves and understand, you know, the people that we need to contact, the people that we love uh, most in this world. And, you know, I think if, you know, you check all three of those boxes at the end of the day and, you know, if you can do that, then, you know, I've, for me, um, that's kind of how I um, measure out my day and, um, but you know, when it's all said and done, if I just do the things that I feel like I need to do, do the right thing, which is what being a quarterback in my opinion is all about. Right. Um, then I should, I should be pretty good, you know? Yeah, you're, you're right. And that emotional part, you, you have it nailed down, man. I mean, and right now for how many directions you're getting pulled in, uh, to take that time and, and mentally focus back in, um, and I'm just impressed with Jordan um, when I saw you guys at the, at the Super Bowl. And the first thing he always wants to do is get you guys around guys that have been there, you know, to bring Deshaun Watson down. You know, you know, Dilford, Yogi Roth, like you're around people, but also players that have been there. Um, and, and the first thing Jordan tells me to Super Bowl, hey, come meet Sam Darnold. Give him a l- little, yeah. you know, advice like that's, that. Yeah, that's another thing is like he's always looking to connect people too in any way he can like he just wants he doesn't want to just learn himself but he's always looking for other people to learn you know so it's it's awesome being around a guy like that man and i was just pumped he asked me to come to the lululemon store that's my gear right there and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i get to catch uh, up with uh, you but um yeah he's always got he's always got the connect there so um i'm sure if you ever need anything just just hit him up and he'll he'll uh he'll get you right <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt well so then you you don't throw at the combine and you get to your pro day, the pressure's on, all eyes are on you, and then it's like a monsoon out. I get to L.A. and people are like, man, it never rains here. And I was there for two days and it rained both days the whole time. But I thought it was it was a great opportunity for you. And I feel like you totally took advantage of it. But not throwing at the combine and going into your pro day, what was your focus? And you said, I need to show this at my pro day. Um. Well, first of all, I think showing people that, you know, the hand size, um, even though I, I don't think I have small hands, um, but that's what people say. So I'm uh, just addressing that issue and checking the box there, which I, I did with the rain. Um, and then, you know, just going out there and proving exactly what I put on tape, you know, that I'm, I'm accurate. Um, I, can, I can throw all three throws. You know, I can drive it. I can layer it. I can throw a touch. Um, just just showing all that and then showing my mobility. And, um, again, what I've been working on this off season is keeping two hands on the ball in the pocket, yeah. um, at all times and just showing that. And I think I did a really good job of that. Well, what, I, and what I loved about you at your pro day, not only did you sling it in the rain, but your, your footwork and feet, you had a sense of urgency. I watched your drops and I watched it again this week on the computer but you had a sense of urgency. So when you were taking that drop, throwing those big ends or throwing a post route, you were moving in the pocket as if it was a game. And and as I watch other quarterbacks pro days, I didn't feel that. You know, I want to feel a sense of urgency. And I felt that from you. And I was really impressed with your footwork 
with your feet. You got good feet, quick feet, getting lined up to the target. But also the way that ball was coming out of your hand, it was precise, it was accurate, you are consistent. And also, like you said, you're throwing those deep balls, you're throwing an intermediate ball, and you're also putting some uh, juice behind it on short routes or even downfield. I was standing with Troy Aikman during it and Todd Haley, and Troy, I mean, we're standing there. Troy's the only one that had, had an umbrella. I'm getting soaked. But I had my Lulu, <laughs> I had my Lululemon hoodie on, but... You know, and Troy, look, he's like, I'm impressed. I'm impressed right now. So it was, I was pumped to see what you did, um, especially for all the scouts, coaches that were there. It just truly showed your grit. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's cool to be able to get a, you know, get some props by guys like uh, Troy Aikman and then, you know, guys like yourself and all these guys that were watching. But, I think you know going back to the back to the footwork and the drops. I'll, I'll never forget when we had Philip Rivers out here for a couple of days. Um, when you know before the combine, we were training for that. Is when we were dropping, um, you know, all the quarterbacks are doing it. Me, Josh, and Kyle. Um, we we're just kind of going through the motions, and right. um, sometimes it's it's really good to get another pair of eyes watching you. And he was like. He was like, one thing, if, and we all asked him at the end, like, what's the one thing we could all get better at as a group? And without hesitation, he was like, speed up the drops. You know, be game, you know, get back, get back. Yeah. Make it game-like. And I think that's the biggest thing is because if you make it game-like, then you're never wasting a rep. Right. And I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, Philip talked to us about. Um, and then from there on out, it was, you know, making every single rep game-like. And um, that's really every single time I go out to train, um, whether it's, you know, on the field or even if it's in the weight room, pretend everyone's watching, you know, that it's a game every single time. And if you train like that, um, if you live your life like that, then I think you're good. You know, the person who thinks like that is just going to continue to put themselves in the right position and you know, going back to what I said in the beginning, just doing the right thing and doing everything a hundred percent with full effort. Um, yeah, we're going to make a mistake every now and then, but, you know, getting right back on our feet and trying it again and um, correcting that mistake, um, however many reps it takes. Right. And, and you, you know, you talk about Josh Allen and you two getting hyped up top of the draft. I mean, what's it like, you know, your competitors, but also if you've, you've built a bond, I mean, these last few months preparing for the same thing and, and the same type of journey and you guys will both go on different paths. How's it been working with Josh Allen? It's been awesome, man. I mean, Josh is such a cool guy. Uh, uh, we have similar personalities. We're we're kind of weird at our core. Um, <laughs> we're just we're just weirdos who like to joke around, and um, but at the same time, when it's time to be serious, we can lock in. So, um, just very similar personalities. We want to we want to achieve the same things. Um, it's just it's cool to be able to train with a guy like that and knowing that we have no control of what happens on April 26th. Um, so just knowing that and knowing that we have no control over what happens, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's never going to be awkward with us, right. you know, because it's, I mean, cause it could easily get like that if one guy really wants to be better than the other. And obviously we want to be better than the other and we want to push each other, but you know, if if we're both trying our hardest and, you know, we're able to joke around, mess around at times, um, but at the same time lock in when we need to lock in, you know, it's never, it's ne- there's never going to be that awkward tension or um, anything like that when we both understand and 
um, realize that there's really nothing in our control um, when it comes to the draft. Right. Um, the only thing we can control is how well we play, um, you know, our game tape, obviously, and then, you know, what we show at the combine and what we show uh, at our pro days, and then obviously in these meetings, um, which are obviously a really big deal too. Yeah, that's what's been so cool is seeing you two support each other. I mean, because for the rest of your careers, you both will be linked together. You know, it's a competition mm-hmm. throughout this whole journey, and it's just going to be amazing to watch. I think both you have taken a great step this off season, getting prepared, doing the right things with your body, and getting really ready for the next step. I mean, this is such an exciting time for you. I mean, have do you look at the draft and say, man, I'd, I'd oh, what if I go there? I'd love to go there. Do you not dive into that? But also, what's your mindset going <laughs> going into the draft? Yeah, man, I, I I try not to dive into that. You know, it's uh it's uh but at the same time, I mean, sometimes I can't help myself. You know, when I when I'm watching Sports Center or, you know, NFL Network, which I try to stay away from as much as possible. <laughs> right. Um but but when I'm but when I'm watching those shows and I see all these, you know, mock drafts or the draft order, I always think about, Oh, like what if I land there? Um, but at the same time it's like and I always talk to this, um, talk about this with people, um, especially now going through the process. It's like, so if I don't get picked number one with Cleveland, then they obviously didn't want me. And so it's like, it's something, you know, whereas college and recruiting, um, the student athlete is picking where he wants to go, where he or she wants to go. Right. And then in professional sports with a draft, like the NFL, it's, you know, a team picking the guy that they want. And I, I honestly like it better that way. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather go to a team that wants me rather than me choosing a team and them not maybe wanting me as much. So, um, I think whether I go number one to Cleveland or, you know, whether I fall at the end of the first round or whatever it is, you know, I'll be happy wherever I go because they wanted me. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that I realize is without having control over, you know, anything that happens in the draft, um, and who picks me, I'll just be happy to go wherever I go because I'm, I know at the end of the day that they wanted to pick me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers, how it worked out for him. You know, I look at guys, I tell Logan Woodside all the time, it doesn't matter when you get drafted. A lot of times it's where and with what coach and who can develop you. There's so many factors that go into it. Totally. You know, and but I know you have the right head on your shoulders. You've been working your tail off getting ready this. All I say is, man, just enjoy this process. It comes around one time. Enjoy it with the family. Yeah. And, and what will you do? Uh, what do you do to relax right now? I mean, with with or to escape football sometimes with all the hype. Yeah, uh, I think one of the main things is you know being able to do yoga um, every once in a while. Um, and then if I if I'm not able to do that, just just relax spend 10 minutes alone, 15 minutes alone without my phone, um, and just, you know, relax. Just, you know, let my thoughts come and go. Um, I know it might sound weird right now, but it actually works, and it helps me relax a little bit. And I think also spending really good family time um, and spending a lot of time with my friends, just relaxing, you know, kicking it at the beach, doing whatever I do, you know, just right relaxing in any way possible and I think that's the biggest thing is because I have so much you know right now especially I'm training from you know I'll wake up at you know seven and train until around one or two 
and then I'm done for the rest of the day. So it's really during that those hours of the day from like two to until I go to bed, just relaxing um, and just, you know, maybe watching some film, but really just knowing, you know, that, you know, I've done everything today to get better and, you know, I'm, I'm in peace of mind with that. And I think that's the biggest thing is just having the peace of mind, knowing that I did everything in my power to be the best I could today. And I'm just going to get after it the same way tomorrow. Um, and then just go out there and have fun with my friends, you know, you know, talk it up with my family, um, have some quality time there. And I think just live my life. And that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, and I wish you nothing but the best. You continue to do that, work hard. I'll be keeping an eye on you, wishing you nothing but the best. And um, you've really, you've really taken care of what you can control right now. And the rest, like you said, it's it's out of your control. So just have fun and enjoy it. And thanks for joining me on on Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Man, that was awesome. You guys heard it firsthand right here on Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski podcast. I'm happy for that young man, Sam Darnold. He's taking care of all his his business so far, and now he can enjoy this process, getting ready for the NFL draft. And just in a few weeks, we will see where he lands, and I'm excited for him. Great interview, great insight by him. Soon to be, we'll see, the number one overall draft pick. Until next time, you guys have a good one.